welcome back, everyone, to your favorite episode of this podcast, The Motherfucking Wisdom, Chapter 16 of Eye of the World. Nynaeve is back, and Rand, Matt, and Perrin are walking back into the inn to face her. Min gives Rand a quick warning before they make it into the room, and then the showdown between the Wisdom and the Aes Sedai begins. This is a fun chapter, it's a little shorter, but... We're glad to have our girl back. Right, Lily? So excited. Let's fucking go. You're right. It's the motherfucking wisdom. Yeah. It is time. Hi, it's Lily. Also, the um, little chapter art is like a really pretty oh, yeah. leave, leaves with vines. Yes, thank you for calling that out because I had already forgotten. I'm o- I only calling it out because I'm looking at the, the book right now. It's just really pretty. Also, yes. I wanted to read a quote. From last chapter from Tom, right before they're going in to face Nynaeve. From my observation of the young woman, I don't think she will stop until she has had her say. If she's not allowed to have it soon, she might keep on until she attracts attention none of us want. That's the gleam in saying (laughs) that. Someone whose entire livelihood is based on attention seeking. Right. Um, I love her so much. All right. He knows her well already. He knows her well, very well. Uh, All right. Initial reactions. My favorite quote in the entire chapter, Rand is reflecting on Nynaeve and he says, angry, yes, outraged often. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Perfectly summed up. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, I was sad that we were in Rand's perspective for the Nynaeve Moraine battle um, when they're talking by themselves. I know. But it turns out, as we'll get into later, it was more of an information type of session. It was, um, we'll, yeah. We'll discuss. And then I wrote down that Nynaeve knows that Rand isn't Tam's son. And I, that was my initial reaction. I put asterisks because later I realized that that's not probably true. Right. She kind of clarifies. Right. She knows that Rand isn't born in the two rivers. Um, yes. But then it just put me on this thought journey. What else does she know? Because she's the wisdom, right? We don't really talk about the wisdom's characteristics, right? She listens to the wind, but Mm -hmm. she also knows everything about everyone in the village and the history and backstories. Like, you don't know how old she is. I remember you saying she's like 27 or something. Yes. But she says she remembers Tam returning to Emmonsfield with baby Rand. So she she remembers that. She would have been nine. Maybe like... Yeah, like eight or nine. I mean, you could remember it, but like as a child would remember it. And she does, I guess. I don't know. It's just like she knows more than I think I realized. Oh, it's like the village doctor who knows everyone's like problems and family histories and stuff. And everyone just trusts to keep quiet about it, which she does. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And then, yeah, that put me on our Matt and Perrin are they outlanders too? Because hmm. anything that Rand is, Matt and Perrin must also be, right? Because they're the trio. They have the same dreams. They like the same girl. No, that's not true. But, you, <laughs> you know, they're yeah. all the same here. All right, that's that's pretty much it. I just want to get into this because I just love Nynaeve so much. Okay, so. all right, let's get into it. So we start off the chapter. The boys are making their way into the, quote, depths of the inn, mm-hmm. which I thought was a great mm-hmm. imagery, ready to do battle with Nynaeve. Yes. Before they make it too far, Min grabs Rand's arm and tells him she had a vision about Nynaeve. She has sparks flying around her just like the sparks Min saw around the boys in Egwene, and she's part of it too. Only now, the sparks are more furious, meaning everyone is in more danger today than yesterday. Rand immediately 
you know, he makes Min, Min let go of his arm, and he goes and spills the beans to Matt and Tom right away, and tries to come up with a bad cover story, mm-hmm. so he doesn't give away Min's secret, because no one else knows about that yet, except for Moraine, supposedly. But finally, they make it to the room where they ate dinner last night, where everyone's waiting. Everyone is nervous, and Egwene is desperately trying to hide her unbraided mm-hmm. hair from Nynaeve. It turns out Nynaeve was able to find the group by following their trail from Emmons Field, which surprises slash impresses Lan, because there, apparently there aren't many, even in the Borderlands, that could do that, which Nynaeve blushes. Such a funny so moment. So cute. And Nynaeve, of course, is abrasive and is acting just, you know, she's naming Moraine as Aes Sedai, which causes Tam to go off on a bit of a rant, kind of explaining rightfully, in my opinion, why it's important not to provoke the White Cloaks in Berlin. Uh, impressing Lan again, he kind of gives Tom a weighing look. We also get some background on White Cloak questioners, which we'll get into more later. But Nynaeve is still unconvinced, and she wants to bring the boys and Egwene back home like we all thought she did. The village council was not happy either when they found out everyone was gone, and agrees that they need to be saved. So there's lots of awkward arguing with Rand, trying to explain that they can't go back before Moraine breaks in and explains why they're safer with her, apparently touching the true source, gives some measure of protection from the Dark One and the Dark One's minions. But again, Nynaeve, still unconvinced, she knows what's best for them. So Moraine asks everyone but Nynaeve to leave so they can speak privately. And on the way out, Nynaeve literally squares up for a wrestling match, which I love. And everyone else, even Lan, pretty much runs out of the room to get out of the way. When they're finished, Nynaeve catches Rand waiting outside the room. Rand tries to suss out why she was the one to come after them, and not someone else from the village. But more importantly, Nynaeve mentions that Moraine wanted to know if any of the group had been born outside the two rivers. This obviously sets Rand off, given Tam's fevered ramblings about finding a baby, but Nynaeve is quick to reassure him. We leave the chapter unsure what Nynaeve's plans are, with a very cryptic, Today I'll have a bath. For the rest, we will have to see, won't we? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. With uh, Ara. More towels. More towels, <laughs> Nynaeve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ara. Yeah. Bring more towels. I. I. Yeah, that guy. No, it's a... um. Yeah, I love this. I love this chapter. It's, it's just great. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd like to start by Min's prediction and including Nynaeve. Yes. It's kind of funny because it's just convenient that once Nynaeve shows up, Min's like, oh, uh, yep. Yeah, no, she's part of it. Uh, yep. Right. Anyone who is in the orbit of you guys at all, they're Master Fitch. He's part of it. Cat, part of it. <laughs> Definitely. No, the sparks, they're around. All part of it but yeah i I just i think nynaeve is so much more important to this group and this book uh than is being led on because right now it's sort of like i hate using this phrase but like she's kind of the mom right now where she's like coming to get her stupid kids who ran away you idiots think you're gonna run away (laughs) for a grand adventure you didn't do the dishes or mow the lawn or help the village get your asses back here now but i think that yeah, she just, she loves them and she cares for them and she wants them back. Right, uh, yeah, I think it's very clear how much she cares for for them and that's why she's so, like, insistent on bringing them back home yeah. because from her perspective, these 
creepy, ethereal weirdos just floated into the village, yep. saved it, yes, but then in the middle of the night, right after that, stole away four people, one of them being her apprentice, yes. and three of them being boys who saw this creepy cloaked rider, and without any any of them telling their parents what was going on, except for Rand ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But they mostly just left notes, so it really does seem like Moraine and Lan just kind of kidnapped these kids yeah. from the village. And Nynaeve being that mother type or like big sister babysitter type figure to them is outraged. She can't handle it. She needs to get them back. Yeah, no, I just mad respect for her, of course. And yeah. I loved the bit where they're asking, how did you find us? And she's like, well, I tracked you guys. Like, it was tough. You left barely a trace. Because Lan even goes like, am I am I getting careless? Like, how did you, I, yeah. no one can find us. And she's right. like, no, no, I learned from my dad. And yeah, it's kind of sad. And she's like, he taught me as if I was his son. Yeah, before he passed away. Yeah, before he passed. And here's another example of the Two Rivers people having these skills in surviving mm-hmm. out in the wild because they kind of have to like they have to be able to hunt like that and so like rand was able to move quietly in the woods to avoid the trollocs uh they're all three of the boys are good shots with the bow and here's Nynaeve, really good at tracking mm-hmm. even able to track someone from the borderlands who's used to covering their trail to avoid like trollocs and the like chasing after them so he's really good at it he's also a warder right. so Kudos to her for that. Oh yeah, and yeah, because he's so impressed, and it and it makes her blush, and that's so right. so sweet and cute. Like, I'm not saying that Lan is like into her. I just think he's like extremely attracted to her tracking skills, and I right. don't think Nynaeve he respects gets, the skill. He respects her, and I don't think Nynaeve gets that a lot. We we knew this yeah. when we first, even before we met her. She wasn't getting respect. She wasn't getting complimented. She was getting backlash. She was getting, we don't trust her because she's a girl. We don't trust her because she's young, because she's abrasive, Mm -hmm. because she's mean to Mm -hmm. us. So I just think this is probably very new to her. You're like, wait, wait, you're saying I'm good at something? Like, I don't get that. My village really doesn't like me. No, a very deserved moment of recognition for Nynaeve, for sure. To track them all the way, like, I mean, it was clear, like, she says the only place they could go is Barillon, but she wanted to make sure, and she literally followed their trail for a week. I mean, it took them that long to get here, so that's a long-ass trail to follow, so... Right, and how she basically threatened the, um, Master (sighs) Hightower in Tarn Ferry. Like, oh, you're, I know your fairy's destroyed, um, but you're gonna take me across. I don't care if you can only find one of your haulers. We're going. <laughs> and my horse, too. Now. Yeah. If nothing else, she takes charge. She takes charge. I respect that. I, that's something I lack in my life, being uh, direct and being assertive. And I respect her so much because those are traits that I lack and want to, you know, yes. get better at. Hello. Yeah. I'm an adult, but I still struggle <laughs> with it. Um, So I just, I really love her for that reason. Um, The next thing I want to bring up, once again, why is Tom Gleeman, I know that's not his name, but that's how I'm referring to him now, Tom Gleeman. Why why is he defending Moraine and Lan? So he has this whole thing where he's explaining to them, to Nynaeve, they can't leave because the reason Emmonsfield was attacked because of Trollocs, they are safe with Moraine and Lan. You know, they need to stay. This is all part of something. But why, why does he care? If he wasn't with this group, as I was kind of mentioning, mentioning last chapter, if he wasn't with this group, he could go around and perform. 
He wouldn't have to worry about being associated with Aes Sedai or with these weird people, right? right? You know, he's a gleeman, so you'd think he'd be welcomed everywhere, right? He's welcomed in yeah. any city because he can perform, right? But instead, he's hanging out with this group, putting more attention on himself. I just don't understand why he's sticking with them. There's no reason for him other than men saying he's part of the sparks and whatever the fuck. But like, he doesn't need to be with this group. I just continue to get more frustrated with this fact because at any point he can leave. He's not the reason the Trollocs attacked. So his excuse, not for staying with them, but for going on this kind of like rant about the White Cloaks, it's more as a warning to Nynaeve to like, not out Moraine as an Aes Sedai or Lan as a warder because because she asks, like, why? What's the point of not outing them? Like, what would that get me? I just want my right. my family to come home. Uh, and he's like, well, there's white cloaks here and you don't want to draw their attention. You wouldn't like the questioners. And he mentions that there are those in Berlon that would kill Moraine for what she is. Their hate is that strong. And the girl... The boys, you are all associated with them, enough for white cloaks anyway. You wouldn't like the way they ask questions. Questioners assume you are guilty before they start, and they only have one sentence for that kind of guilt. A.K.A. I'm assuming death. Mm -hmm. They think they know the truth already. All they go after with their pincers and hot irons is a confession. Oh god, that sounds like any any true crime story you've ever heard. Like how some prosecution and some police operate they have the end goal yeah, before I they know. begin it's really terrifying it happens to people in real life but i just i don't know why tom gleeman is so why does he care about moraine's fate why does he care about land's fate why does he care if they live or die well you know? his excuse here or reason is that he's associated with them right now in barillon but he doesn't so, have to be he could just move away from the group and not be is, with them i don't he get it is, you though. don't have he, they to came stay in with together them. They came in together, so the White Cloaks know that they will find anyone that has any mild association. The like, innkeep probably would be in trouble, too. Anyone who is, like, sheltered or spoken to Moraine at this point would be a target if they find out she's an Aes Sedai. Remember, in their perspective, Aes Sedai are, like, ultimate dark friends. Right. And I under I understand that. Like, Moraine and Lan, obviously, they're targets if they are outed as what they are. But Tom Gleeman like Pat and Fane could just run away from them and not talk about them and he wouldn't be associated with them. I just don't, I, I don't know, maybe this is my, my hate for him has just fueled this questioning, <laughs> but I'm just confused. Like, why do you, why do you, why are you with this group? Why are you staying with them? Why are you defending them? This isn't your business. You don't need to be around. I just don't get it. Do you think he has some kind of reason or do you think he's just doing it for no reason? Well. At this point, it seems like, because to me, it's so obvious that he could just separate himself from the group and he would be safe. So to me, the reason he's still around is because he does have some connection to the Aes Sedai. Min's prediction last chapter was that there's a man, not him, holding a flame, white tower. Those are very clearly, um, no question, references to Aes Sedai and, right. you know, their home. Mm -hmm. So... He has some connection to the Aes Sedai, meaning, in my head, that he's part of this larger plan that maybe Moraine and Lan told him about. 
I just don't know why he's involved with them. It's so frustrating to it's, me. It's definitely unexplained. And he's not giving any kind of reason, just like Moraine and Lan aren't giving their reasons. So <laughs> lots of people not communicating. I guess I'll leave it there. Um, because like you explained last chapter, he's providing, I guess, another adult for the boys to confide in. That's not right. Aes Sedai, even though he very clearly is on the side of Aes Sedai and associated with Aes Sedai. Okay, we can move on. I'm just getting mad. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. All right, <laughs> let's move on from Tom then. Mm-hmm. So we get that. We get some background on the questioners. They don't sound like great people. They sound pretty awful, actually, like they know everything. So what did you think about Rand being so adamant about having to stay I think, like, there's part of me that's not surprised that he's already committed to this journey and he wants to see it through because he's, like, stubborn and he feels like it's necessary. But there's another part that is kind of surprised that when someone comes to rescue them and they're already feeling so distrustful of Moraine and here's this one thing, like, the nightmare that she has said that she can help them with, but everyone he talks to, including Tom says, don't tell her, and Padden Fane says, don't tell her I'm alive because I can't have her knowing that she scares me. Mm. So his resolve, and even, like, arguing with Nynaeve about why they can't go, which is shocking to him. I don't think a week ago he would have done that, mm-hmm. like, defied whatever she was saying. It's, I guess he's grown as a character, or... Is he? Is it just his stubbornness? I don't know. Were you surprised by that at all? Yeah, it's the uh, it's a sword. Uh, it's his sword. It's uh, giving yes. him maturity yeah. powers. No, I was surprised because you're right. He is scared. No one's telling him anything. Finally, someone comes to rescue them, and all of a sudden, he's like, "Nope." So, I think he believes in the journey they're on. I think he absolutely believes he is in danger. His friends are in danger. I think, like any person. Um, you are more motivated to do something if your friends and loved ones are in danger rather than you being in danger yourself. Does that kind of make sense? Like we all have this protection thing that extends to our loved ones. So I think he believes the danger, right? I think he believes that the type of danger that they're in being Trollocs, he knows that Moraine and Lan are protecting them against that. So he doesn't trust Moraine or Lan, but he trusts in their protection, regardless of their reasons for protecting the group. We talked about this chapters ago when people are saying, when they were in Emmonsfield and uh, the Gleeman and the mayor are saying, like, I said, I do do things for reasons of their own. Mm -hmm. They don't have to do with you or they're not against you. It's just for their own reasons. And I think Ran is understanding this kind of where he's like, all right, I don't know what the plan is at all. I do know that part of their plan is protecting me and my friends. And because Rand is, you know, doing his whole hero's journey, he has to commit and he has to believe in this journey to continue on. I think he's seen too much to go back to Emmons Field and just sit there and be content, right? So I think he at least believes in this adventure, but I'm proud of him for sticking up for his his own thoughts and to have a conversation with Nynaeve and to be uh, open and honest about it instead of Egwene who just straight up like doesn't <laughs> speak to Nynaeve and is scared of her and she won't yeah that's that's shitty come on she's Egwene. still you have a little to... bit like 
Yeah, not quite there yet. Right. But no, I, I appreciate this for Rand. So I think that Rand, 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 he does believe in the journey. He believes in the danger. He thinks that his best chance of surviving um, is with Moraine and Lan. He doesn't trust them, though. So I, I appreciate this part of his personality where it's like, all right, I don't 100% know what's going on, but I'm going to have to see this through. And yeah. I'm with my friends, so at least I have them with me. And, and we're just going to keep going, you know, but I need to have this honest conversation with Nynaeve. And I think Nynaeve appreciates that too. No, I was going to point that out. There was two specific moments where I think Rand's growth in to kind of going from teenager who doesn't have their own agency and kind of relies on his father to tell him what to do for the most part into an adult or a young adult, I guess, who's kind of coming into his own and realizing that he can question things. When Nynaeve and him are talking after Nynaeve talks to Moraine, he kind of questions, like, why she's the one that mm, came mm -hmm. after them. And Nynaeve even, like, acknowledges, she's like, oh, you wouldn't have asked me that, like, a week ago. He says, why do you want us to go back to Emmons Field if there's a chance we're right about the Trollocs? Mm -hmm. And why you at all as soon send the mayor himself as the wisdom, which is a really good point. Um, why would you send the only doctor in your village away from the village right after a Trolloc attack. Obviously, it's dire to get these people back in their opinion, but mm -hmm. she has a, someone else, another wisdom covering for her for the time, but it's temporary. But it, it still doesn't seem like that would be the best choice it, to have someone like her come after them. It would be like someone who's good at tracking in the village, which she is too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, someone who's not as essential, I guess, is what I'm trying to get to. And Nynaeve eventually reveals that it's just because the village council couldn't make a decision quickly enough and she was just going to take matters into her own hands, which again, respect. I know. Uh, it's she just... just knew that she needed to get there as soon as possible, which is awesome. true. A plus, 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 plus. Right. Yeah. No, the village council was like, there were too many egos involved on the decision. Goes to the women's council is like, this is what I'm going to do. They're all like, we trust you. Deuces. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. And then the second time where Rand kind of catches her is when Nynaeve is explaining, and we'll get into this later, mm -hmm. uh, that Moraine was searching blindly for some reason, any reason, why those things are after the boys, after all of you. And mm -hmm. Rand is like, oh, so you do believe they're chasing us. And Nynaeve has to give him like a little wry smile, like, uh, you've already learned how to <laughs> twist my words. Right. So, but, like, also kind of respect for catching her in that, like, that was in her admitting that she believes it, at least to some extent, that they're in danger. So, there's some growth from Rand. We love to see it. Yeah. No, I, I love Rand as a character. I have for a while, so it's just, it's nice to see him growing up and stuff. And also kind of... Uh, kind of accepting his role as someone who, all right, I'm not getting any answers as to what my story is, so I'm just going to have to make a decision about where I fall into all of this. And so, yeah, he's just, yeah, he's growing up a lot. Mad respect. I just wish I had any of these traits that these characters have. Like, Right? You know. See, this is, I morph into the character that I read about <laughs> when I write a series, and that's why I like to read, like, good characters, good strong characters, because yeah. I have to pretend I am them for a little bit until reality smacks me in the face again. Exactly. Like, for instance, I just moved to a new state and I'm just trying to convince myself that this was the right decision and to tell people why I did what I did and just being more confident about that would be helpful. So I just gotta 
got to be like Rand and just be like, yeah. listen, this is my journey. I believe in it. I'm here. Yeah. Let's do Start it. Start braiding your hair like Nynaeve and yanking on it. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And then people will be convinced this is where I belong. Exactly. That's You'll get it. the respect you deserve. <laughs> anyway. For sure. Um, I would like to say too, though, that when Nynaeve is talking about like, you know, why why she's even here and she's talking about kind of what's happening in Emmons Field. She talks about Tam and we sort of learn about his recovery and he still yeah. can't stand up yet. So he was brought to, <laughs> he was like brought to the village council meeting. I guess they probably did the litter thing, but instead of Rand yeah. carrying himself, they probably had more people helping out. Yeah, a legit one, yeah. Yeah, a, a legit one. But I think that because Rand and Tam had this moment where Rand was actually able to sit down and explain to Tam what was happening, at least as far as he understood, Tam believes in this journey a little bit more too. And so he's there yeah. trying to convince the village council that like, hey, you know, I don't fully understand what's going on here, but I trust my son and I trust that he needs to be away from here too. God, what a dad. I know. I'm sorry, Tam, that I said that you were going to die. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because <laughs> you're great. Repent for your sins. <laughs> I, sh I know. I'm sorry, okay? You're you're the best. He is. Um, but I just think it's funny that regardless of his health or his recovery, he's like, take me to the village council. I know. I'll go after Rand myself, even it's though like, I can't walk. Yeah, dude, we don't have the technology yet for you no. to be mobile. I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry, you, you can't you're... power your legs through sheer stubbornness alone. We don't have the technology yet. Yeah. It's not happening. But no, uh, props again, props to Tam. He's just, he's out there and he's trying to... I just, I love that. I love a parent believing in a child. It's a good, it's a good look. <laughs> but then on the other hand, we have Matt's dad, oh. Master Cawthon, who, um, or Abel Cawthon, I think is his first name, <laughs> knows Matt so well that the only thing he's worried about is Matt getting himself into trouble and possibly hanged for his pranks, which is a very legitimate reason to be afraid for him, I think. Absolutely. As we saw last chapter, already doing the pranks against questioners who i read in the glossary their means of questioning is torture so maybe yeah. oh yeah matt don't mess with these people <laughs> no he has decided that they need to be taken down a peg and he's gonna be the yeah. one to do it so I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you matt i'm just saying that uh the world is a dangerous place and just be cautious please okay so before we get into the end of the chapter I want to go over just a couple fun moments of the chapter that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, I did kind of talk about this first one, actually. When they're, everyone's first walking into the dining room, Egwene, <laughs> it's described as her back is flat against the wall and she has her cloak on with the hood pulled up, aka hiding her unbraided hair, <laughs> which I just love how terrified. I mean, we talked about this, like her reaction to Nynaeve being there is one of like straight terror. Because she is defied everything that Nynaeve stands for by unbraiding her hair just after she got the braid and was deemed a woman. And now she's, like, fully taken on this other appearance of, like, Aes Sedai, who doesn't wear their hair in a braid. So, you know, I'm one of them now, or something. And it's she immediately regrets the decision as soon as Nynaeve shows up. It's funny that she can't quite hold to that resolve in the same way that Rand is yet. Yeah. But well, still comical moment. 
aren't like how the layout of the table works. She's she isn't she kind of hiding behind? Is it Lan? I think yes. she's sitting next to you, like she's O'Karen, hiding behind yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's when Nynaeve calls her out because Nynaeve says, you know, oh, of course, I expect this type of tomfoolery from the three boys, but not my assistant, and like turns to Egwene, <laughs> and Egwene literally sits back. <laughs> So that Nynaeve can't see her as if that's going to help with anything. I know. It's like Egwene. Yeah. I, yeah. Respect Rand for coming at Nynaeve adult to adult. Like, hey, this is where I'm coming from. I respect you. And then Egwene's like, I absolutely am not going to code. It reminds me of me. You know, I was going to say like five years ago, but honestly, still probably today in some respects. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, there was also the, just the description of the room. Despite the fire, it seemed freezing cold and all coming from the two women at the table, a.k.a. Nynaeve and Moraine. Love their rivalry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After Nynaeve has her conversation with Moraine, she's walking out of the dining room and is surprised by Lan standing right outside the door. Uh, the quote goes, Nynaeve stepped out and gave a start when she saw Lan. The warder murmured something that made her toss her head angrily, then he slipped past her through the door. So, of course, he, like, offends her in some kind of way. What do you think he said? I bet he just apologized for scaring her, and then she's like, I wasn't scared, or something like that, even though she clearly was. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if he called her something, like, like equivalent to sheep herder, like he calls Rand. It's like, like, wisdom. <laughs> Okay, wisdom. Are there are there vibes? Am I picking up vibes from these two, or is that okay? I'll I'll leave it there. I just I, I um, felt I felt a single vibe. <laughs> a singular vibe went past my head, and I yeah. felt the breeze. I mean, he complimented her. She blushed, and then they have this interaction. I right. think that accounts for one vibe. I well, saying. that's the most flustered we've seen Nynaeve ever, and yeah. with him too. So yeah. Either way, they're flustering each other. Let's put that in the back pocket. Yeah, put it in the pocket. Last fun moment um, was just how Nynaeve described the village council and their indecisiveness. (laughs) When they couldn't make a decision fast enough, Nynaeve goes on her own and she kind of rants at Rand about this for a little bit. She said, the light saved me from men who think with the hair on their chests, though I don't know if there are any other kind. Mm -hmm. The men of Emmonsfield are all stubborn woolheads. Great insults. <laughs> great rant. Okay. Very legit. This is a funny moment. However, I'm going to make a connection here. The men of Emmonsfield are all stubborn woolheads. Rand, as you pointed out to me, Rand describes his headaches as being his head filled with wool. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that kind of the same thing? It just means like you're hard-headed, you're stubborn? Uh, like instead of brains, you have a wool. For a brain oh, is how I, I mean, like, you're just stupid. Then, like, just know. stubborn woolheads. It's a shepherd insult because that's all they are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so okay. I just don't get that. it. I mean, ignore yeah. that connection. But yeah, no. good job, uh, uh, Nynaeve. Great insults. But yeah. I, yeah, she, I think she knows this more than anyone. It's like, I have dealt with these men of the village council so long. I've dealt with their insults. They don't trust me. So, of course, they just fight and fight and fight. And there's nothing that's done. So I'm going to have to make the decision. And right. just just go. I'm in the one who actually has to do the action. This is so similar to how our government works. Not necessarily like men versus women. It's just that nothing is ever done in Congress because there's so much yeah. talking. Uh, just so the I, infighting. Yeah. Exactly. So I think she sees that, cuts through the bullshit, is like, I'm making a decision. I'm doing what we all collectively agree on, which is getting them back. 
right. and I'm clearly the best tracker as other than Tam, who obviously can't stand up, so it's going to be me. Easy decision. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gets shit done. Respect. Yeah, I Again. respect that so much because <laughs> I don't, so she's great. All right, I love her. Yes. Love All right. So um, So that kind of leads us into, I think... One last thing that I want to mention before we get to Rand's conversation with Nynaeve, where Moraine explains why everyone is safer with her and yes. Lan, because apparently touching the true source gives Aes Sedai some measure of protection from the Dark One's touch and the Dark One's minions. Let me find my notes on this. Okay, it's actually not that big. So Moraine even says that men who channel might get some measure of protection too, though it could also go the other way and make them more vulnerable to the Dark One. So it's kind of an either-or there, but it seems like no matter what, touching the true source gives some kind of protection, and she describes it as, no Trolloc can come within a quarter mile without land knowing it, feeling the evil of it, which is, I guess, how they figured out that Trollocs were about to attack the village. Mm-hmm. Not farts, like we thought. Exactly. Um, <laughs> she That's thought, still true, though. They probably sense that. True. She also says no fade, aka that's a murdral, can harm them as long as they, meaning like the boys and Egwene, are as close to me as they are right now around the dining table. Can you offer half as much? Which is what she asks to Nynaeve, and honestly, Nynaeve can't offer much at all, I think, other than just wanting to protect them, but not having as feasible a way as Moraine does at this point. So she's not wrong no it's hard to hear there's nothing to say that Nynaeve can say because what's going to happen they come back with her the fog that Moraine created is gone so they're just exposed the yeah. the drag car can see them easily mm-hmm. y- you know it's not all completely um thought through it it's but it's it's just tough it's because no the love is there yeah what Nynaeve is trying to do is good and right um but you can't argue with this and as much as no one wants to trust Moraine only she knows the ways of the one power. So no one else really right. can combat this uh, this information. Yeah. No, it's hard to argue with, for sure. Okay. So why don't we finally get into what Nynaeve mentions to Rand. That Moraine wants to know most of all if anyone was born outside the two rivers. Mm-hmm. I know you have some thoughts on this. Yeah. This is a big boy. I think maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so Moraine tells Nynaeve, this is Nynaeve talking to Rand. So Nynaeve is paraphrasing from what Moraine told her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she wants to know if any of them were born outside of the two rivers in her words to see if she could reason out why you have attracted the kind of attention that you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is making it seem like Moraine doesn't know what makes them special, which I think is such bullshit. Moraine, you have to know what is making them special, what's going on, otherwise you wouldn't be wasting your time with protecting them. So I think that's interesting. What are you trying to do here? So in this, Rand gets self-conscious because he's like, oh shit, like I actually know that I wasn't born here because Rand or Tam said that to me, but it was just a fever dream. And so he kind of starts to say that to to Nynaeve, I'm trying to find it in the book. It's 236? Two, yeah, 235 is kind of at the end. And so he said, 
like I hope you're assured we're all I'm in Emmons Field born and I says of course but Rand senses this like pause and he's like oh mm, right hold on wait wait do you do you know what I'm talking about uh and she's like well look like I remember when Tam came back from wherever he was and he had his wife Kari she was holding a baby that was you so it's not a secret at least this is what I was getting it's not a secret that Rand was not born in Emmons Field so I guess he still could technically be born in the Two Rivers, just not in Emmons Field. But it's no secret that Tam at some point left Two Rivers, came back with an Outlander wife, and came back with a baby. Mm-hmm. So, but it would seem that according to the villagers of Emmons Field and Nynaeve, Rand, or sorry, Tam, God, these fucking names. Tam <laughs> yeah. and Kari are his biological parents. That's still what it seems like even though Tam pretty much revealed that that's not true, but Nynaeve doesn't know that. Okay, so that's interesting to me because it means that Ran not being born in the Two Rivers has some effect on the reason why he's being targeted, which is why uh, Moraine needs to know that. And if Perrin and Matt also were born outside, which Ran then tries to ask, and Nynaeve's like, listen, we have something called HIPAA. Patient, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Doctor, confidentiality. I can't say that. And Rand even catches himself. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to know. You don't have to tell me. It's it's fine. It's not my business. Um, so this, uh, it's just there's a lot here, and it's interesting. Like I said, I don't trust anything Moraine says. So even though she's trying to act like, oh, like, you know, where were they born? Like, don't act like. You don't know why you came to the two rivers in the first place. You knew going yeah. to Emmons Field, there were two, I keep wanting to say force wielding. There are two one power touching ability people. It's not the right term, but you know what I mean. Yeah. In the Emmons Field, you know the history of, uh, Me- what's it called? The kingdom. Menethrin. And you know the stubbornness of the two rivers and why they're stubborn. Like she knows all this. So of course you would have to know about who's born where i don't know as she she knows i don't know why she's trying to ask Nynaeve. yeah it could be some Aes Sedai roundabout way of confirming yes. her words is that yes. what you think it is exactly okay because she she gives that's the first interaction with the boys in chapter two strangers she comes up remember skateboard joint hello fellow yeah. kids and she gives yeah. them coins the three of them she already knew they were important so stop with this bullshit of I I don't know. Were they born outside the two rivers? You know this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all very I, sus. Um, uh, and Nynaeve, of course, sus. being the protective figure that she is, did not tell Moraine anything because she's no. like, that's not Outlander business. That's only our business. It doesn't matter where you were born because you're right. from Emmonsfield. So. Right, and I think that was the right decision. However, it doesn't matter what Nynaeve chooses to tell Moraine because Moraine knows. It's just kind of the right. nature of her being a, a bead on her forehead type of person. <laughs> yeah. You know, she just knows these things, right. senses them, sees mm-hmm. them, the sense type of thing with the trollic. You get it. Okay. So, yeah. But every chapter, it's brought up in some way, roundabout or not, about Tam and Rand's where he was born, his parents. That's con- that's continued to be brought up more and more and more. I know it's mm-hmm. important. I know Tam is important to this story, and I cannot wait. You said that this book is really good about giving you the answers in a satisfying way. I just can't wait to figure out what the fuck 
yeah. is up with Tam and his past and like what he did when he left the two rivers and he came back with a wife and a baby. What was he doing? And I know it has something to do with Lan. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but again, like in every chapter, there's a lot here. There's a lot going right. on. But yeah. I guess the overall thing is that I just love that Rand and Nynaeve are having a conversation that Rand doesn't fear Nynaeve anymore, it seems, that they no. can have a, an adult conversation about what's going on here. Um, and not just that, but it seems like somebody is listening in the distance because oh, Rand yeah. Rand says he thought he saw something move at the still open door. I think yes. that it's Egwene. I think it's Egwene doing her little hood, her Darcidious hood, like no one knows <laughs> that my braid's out. So yeah, it happens twice. He he thought he saw someone, and then um, Nynaeve even seems to like notice something. She like she glances at the door before making Rand walk away from it, so they can talk privately. She's like, "Why don't we walk while we talk to each other?" Oh yeah. So yeah, we don't know who's uh, being the little eavesdropper out there. Mm-hmm. They're not too. They're not as slick as they think they are, though. They're not. Someone heard. Cause yeah. They're in a city. Obviously, people are going to... Why are they still here in the Barrelon? They need to get a move on. They've spent too much it's, time here. It's literally only been, like, less than 24 hours. Yeah, the time here, because so much happens, and I I was confused about this early on, too. So much happens in each chapter. Uh, like, I thought the first few chapters were, like, two weeks, and then it was actually six hours. No, there's some so, kind of weird time dilation going on with this book like there's a lot going on i mean here's obviously why everyone is probably like freaking out and losing their minds at this point because it's been a week and Rand's father almost died he had to carry him back to the village the village was his salvation but oh god the village was attacked by trollocs too (laughs) half the houses are burned down uh pat and fane he thought was eaten but nope he's actually here in Mm -hmm. barillon too here's this crazy woman named min telling them strange visions about things and that Egwene doesn't she loves Rand, but they're not meant for each other huge there's a lot going on i don't know how i would handle this if i were them but uh they're handling it okay honestly maybe they're just compartmentalizing or not addressing it but you know props to them for now they seem to be not breaking down like i probably would be no no once um 20 years later when rand has a babe of his own and he's dying in a litter, he will then reveal mm-hmm. to his kid that, actually, you're not my kid, and finally, after all this time, I will reveal this It's actually just a prank, and uh, <sighs> turns out Tam is Matt's father, okay. and that's where Matt gets the pranking gene right. from, and right. Tam is just really hard committing to it. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, that's it, and the Gleeman is so invested because he's Rand's dad. Oh God. my God. I didn't want to admit it, it. but you hit the nail on the head. (laughs) I'm going to close this book because we're done. I think we figured it out. Why else would the Gleeman be so invested? Long lost son. That has to be it. There he is. There he is. Cover of the book. It seems like it's Rand, right? On a a ship staff. It does seem like it. It's actually the Gleeman because that's who this is about. Eye of the world. Mm -hmm. Gleeman. There you go. All right. So the chapter ends with Nynaeve not really answering Rand's question of what she's going to do. She just says, today I'm going to have a bath and for the rest we'll have to see. 
So why don't we get into your predictions? Do you think Nynaeve is going to stay? Do you think she's going to go? Will she give up on bringing them home? Is she only going to stay for a certain amount of time? What do you think? Okay, uh, she's she's going to stay for as long as they're going to be in Berlon, and then she's going to go back. But she and Egwene need to talk. They need to yeah. talk. Which will lead me to my um, predictions. Because in addition to Egwene needing to talk to Nynaeve, but yeah, uh, just to put a end on that i think Nynaeve is going to stay with the group and then she's she's going to uh head back i don't think that the story with Egwene will end i hope not i love her i want to hear about what she's doing more but um other than men saying that she's part of the sparks in the group i don't think mm-hmm. she needs to be with them right because she needs mm-hmm. to go back to emmons field because whoever she left in charge from i think watch hill i believe yes i think so um that she doesn't trust that person. She's like, I need to get back to deal with my yeah. village. They're so, temporary. Yeah, I can't, I can't stay here for long. But she needs to talk to Egwene. Come on, Egwene. You, you gotta, you gotta talk to her. No, face your fears, girl. You got it. Yeah, it's come okay. On. So, in addition to that, Egwene, when are Egwene and Rand gonna talk about anything? Because it's been I days. think it's been days. Because I believe that Egwene was the one who was eavesdropping on the conversation, and she also heard the reveal that Rand wasn't born in the two rivers. Um, I think mm-hmm. this reveal will lead her to, can, I said confront, but just talk to Rand ab- about that. Like, what what's up with this? But I'm just frustrated because I just feel like Rand, at this point, has a stronger relationship with the Gleeman than he does with Egwene, and they're supposed to be in yeah. love with each other. Like, aren't you guys ever going to talk about what you're facing? Like, we're saying all this stuff is happening to these young people. They're not dealing with it at all. It's like, you need to sort of unpack the day and what's going on. Talk to Egwene, yeah. please. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sit down, have some I need tea. A, yeah, exactly. They need to have a chat. Exactly. So I already really touched on this next point, but I don't believe that Moraine doesn't know why Rand, Parent, and Matt were targeted by the Chalks. I think she has an idea, right? Um, they're special in some way. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think she's just trying to get as much information about the two rivers I'm in field, Emmons field from Nynaeve for her histor- historian reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think she probably sees Nynaeve as a pretty big resource uh, for right. she whatever. She squeeze out whatever juices are exactly. in there. So I think that was, that was part of it too. And also she needs to convince Nynaeve that everyone needs to stay with her be, meaning Moraine, so she kind of needs to cut off Nynaeve and, and sort of cap that loose mm-hmm. end. Like, get this person out of here to not distract me, but also while you're here, let me use you for information. Great. Right. So mm-hmm. this isn't a production, it's more of a question, as I have constant questions, constantly confused. So if they are all outlanders, maybe even Egwene, although that seems unlikely because she's the, she's the daughter of the mayor. <laughs> yeah. The Karen, Matt, and Rand, if they're all outlanders born outside of the two mm-hmm. rivers, why why would that alone prompt a Trolloc attack, right? If they were all born somewhere else, why is that the motivation? Mm-hmm. This chapter makes it seem like them not being from the two rivers is the motivation for the Trolloc attack. Or maybe mm-hmm. I'm really reaching. No, it seems like the key, at least, to figuring out something. Or at least, or maybe that's just what Moraine wants them to think, or... I, that's it's the, the final piece of a puzzle that she's missing. She's or up has here to do. with the with the strings, and yeah. I don't trust her. There was a part mm-hmm. where, you know, they were traveling to Berlon, and it seemed like all right, Moraine's like, she's on their side, right? She's protecting them. She saved Tam, 
but yeah, since then it's just been like, she doesn't offer any information. She does things for her own reasons. As we all were told, I just, I said, I do what they do for their own reasons. Right. And even now she's like, they all have to stay with me for my reason. I'm protecting them. That's my story, but I'm protecting them for my purposes, not mm-hmm. for their no well-being. Other knowledge or no other reasons yeah. given. You just no other reasons given. So yeah, I hope <laughs> yeah. Nynaeve uh, sticks around, but as Rand pretty much called her out, Nynaeve believes that they're in danger. And she also pretty much admits that, all right, Moraine knows about the one power. I'm sorry, I can't speak to that. So yeah, you guys have to stay with her because as yeah. abrasive as I am, I'm not going to fight with this person. Okay, let's just leave it there. But <laughs> and she needs to talk to Egwene. All right. So we'll find out next chapter, chapter 17, called Watchers and Hunters. I'm very excited to keep going. As Watchers always. and Hunters. Yep. Um, Let's go. If you want, please rate and review us wherever you listen. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Copland Talk. We're also coplandtalk at gmail.com if you want to send some more long-winded theories or reactions to things. I don't yeah, know, whatever you please, want. Yeah, please talk to us. I, I'd love to... Talk about some more theories. Obviously, if you're going into like spoiler stuff, end of this book, next book, that's all for Julia. But yeah, yeah, yeah talk to us. We we love it. Some interaction. We'd love great. to hear from you guys. Yes. Anyone who's already reviewed, we love you so much. Thank yes, you so much. Absolutely. It really motivates us to keep going. We appreciate it a lot. But I think that's it. We'll see you guys next time for chapter 17. Yes, indeed. All right, bye. Mm, bye. Bye.